Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Iruk the Yen of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfin. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolum again omgrev or corn rachtum. Yatakshatorin Graven or Corson, Elistuhalagus Gimina Fracht, Gorokligs or Dukashin Echor. Only Venown, Thordorakshin. Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and welcome to the left wing. Well, it wasn't to be for Ireland in the Under-20 World Cup final. They were beaten by a simply sensational French team, 50 points to 14 in Cape Town, which is a third under-20 world title in a row for France. Rory O'Connor is in Cape Town. Rory, as good as this Ireland team are, and they should be very proud of making it to the final after everything they've been through. France, though, were just a different, different class out there tonight. Yeah, absolutely, Sinead. I think the best team at this tournament won the tournament in the end. And while Ireland are Grand Slam champions and have beaten France this year, um, have beaten France last year as well, they just hadn't got um, the measure of this French team at all tonight. Now, look, they'll have regrets. They they got themselves into an early lead. They started really well. They showed, I think, how you beat this French team by keeping the ball, by playing a pace, by being accurate. But as soon as their line-out started to malfunction during that first half, they handed France away into the game. And look, France were never going to be asked twice. They were, they were fairly uh, stunning at times during this game. You know, got up to 50 points in the end. I think Ireland were just looking for the for the ticket to the airplane at, at the airport at that stage. Um, and probably not a reflection of the balance between the two teams. But on the night, the better team won. The best team at this tournament has won uh, the World Championships. And um, Ireland go home with silver medals, which is not to be sniffed at. It's not what they wanted. It's not what they came here for at all. Um, as Richie Murphy said in his post-match uh, exchanges, you know, this is a development tournament at the end of the day. And they will learn so so much from coming across a French team of huge quality. I mean, every one of them looked like they could be a professional player. And um, they got you know depth in every position. They were really really impressive, and they just had too much for Ireland across the game. Huge pack, won a lot of go forward, dominated the breakdown, but also a backline. I mean, Paul Costa's role in that first try was just phenomenal. Um, his fellow centre Dela uh, Deporter, sorry Deporter, I'm. I'm <laughs> Again, yeah. my French pronunciation is wrong. Was really good as well. Hugo Roos was was great at ten. They were just across the board excellent, excellent. But uh, doesn't take away from what Ireland have achieved and in huge adversity here in Cape Town. But you know, it's a sour way for a finish at the same time. Yeah. Um. So seven tries for France overall. Five of those in a devastating uh, second half. Um. As you say, it was a good start for Ireland, but they failed to score after Sam Prendergast converted John Devine's try. And you know, their French. It was the power of the pace. And just the pressure that they put Ireland under. And I don't think any other team, and I don't think if Ireland had even performed above their best, that they could have, you know, that French team were just out of this world. Like, probably probably not. I mean, I think given, you know, 
you don't want to sound churlish at all about what France achieved, and they were really good. Ireland will be really annoyed about certain elements of what they did today. Yeah, you the know, line, line out. As well. France, France went to work at their line out and did their re- did their research, did their homework, and, and were really, really good in that area. And they disrupted Gus McCarthy's throw. He made the decision to go with uh, Dimmer Mangan in the second row uh, in a kind of a you know it worked in the first couple of minutes. You know, the dynam- dynamism of that pack was really good, but they lacked that little bit of you know maybe having that extra uh, line out option. I think the line out improved when Irvine and um. Irvine and O'Connell came on later on, um, you know, even little moments. And, you know, this is not to hang it on any one player in any way, but, you know, Ruan Quinn dropped the kickoff after that 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 try, you know, when Ireland got in front from the Divine again. If they just caught that ball, kept it, got up the pitch, put pressure on in the right areas, like any team is beatable. And this France team is beatable. We have, they know that because they have beaten them. But on the night, when their chances came, they were better taking them. And they pinned Ireland into the corner, um, after they, they got ahead again through the loose head who scored the try they got into the corner they, they, they got Paddy McCarthy yellow carded Richie Murphy was a bit un- unhappy with some of the elements of the way they mauled having lads in front of the, the, the carrier but Ireland got away with one just before half time got a chance to regather in the in the dressing rooms but then France won the restart and scored two tries before McCarthy was able to come back on and by the time and he's a really important player for Ireland by the time Paddy McCarthy re-emerged the game was pretty much over and it was a matter of how much at that stage and they kept going to the death they kept carrying the fight but even as they did it was that classic case that as they chased and as they tried to push things to get back into the game France picked them off and they scored some sensational tries some of the, the you know the, their back row were were, were brilliant their, their back three were brilliant um, I think the captain uh, Lenny Nucci is a really phenomenal player the the number Great 8 Gazzotti was well, very yeah. good like that was a brilliant that just popped up on the shoulder of Oliver uh, Yegu at, at, at that moment and uh, like they were they were awesome and they look like a team who who will have big careers ahead of them but so so do Ireland who won't lose I'm sure that, look I was just talking to Finden going down there for a piece that'll come out over the weekend you know they're they're, they're downhearted but they're not going to lose sight of what they've achieved here whatsoever and you know, I think Richie Murphy was quite defiant in his post-match exchanges. He understands that they got things wrong here tonight to some degree and that they weren't able to give the best account of themselves. And that's really disappointing. But like they're 19, 20 year olds, 18 in some some cases, young men who got to, a you know, have been through an awful lot this month and got to a world final. This will really stand to them over the course of their careers. And I think a lot of them on both sides, this was a really high quality game, especially when it was in the balance in the first first half. Um, we'll make the grade, and we'll see, like we'll be battling each other on bigger stages in years to come. Yeah, and as you say, I mean, the, those French players almost almost look ready already to make that transfer into the senior grade, even though we know that doesn't always automatically happen. Um, you know, does it almost sound an alarm bell for what could come down the line? You know, in the future. <laughs> ah, look, I mean, there is parallels there I guess because France are looming so large at their home World Cup and this is their third under 20 championship in a row and you know Richie Murphy made the point to me there down in the in the in the, the tunnel that when at this level in particular Ireland are punching above their weight because they're up against countries with so many more players so much bigger resources more clubs more academies um you know it's it's a numbers game at, at underage level and France in the last five, six, seven, eight, nine years have just put together a really strong system of producing incredible, incredible talent. And they've they, 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 they've weaponized what they have in terms of their resources and fair play to them. New Zealand dominated this this tournament for a long time. England had a purple patch when Itoje was coming through and a lot, a lot of others. And now it's France's time. And, and with the big gap for COVID, they've continued to produce quality, well-coached, underage teams. Um, and for them... It's it's cementing their place at the top of the the world tree going into the end of this cycle and look it, sh- it shows that they're going to be around as a force 
for a long time to come. But no, like, you know, it, when two teams, if and when the two teams meet this September or October, well, it'll be October by the time they, they can meet in the quarterfinal or a final, it's a very different challenge. I mean, the Irish players, the senior players won't be as physically uh, outmatched at times as, as the, the under-20s were tonight. Um, sure, any team like the Springboks or, or France can get on top of you, like La Rochelle did the Leinster. Like, there are parallels there, big men, but... You know, I think when you get the sum of the senior team's parts, they're able to better stay with it. And look, they're used to playing against these teams as well. Just talking to, to Finton Gunn down there, like he, he was just saying they've never come across being overwhelmed. They've never been beaten like this before as as players. You know, they've they've never, I know they played France in, in Six Nations, but two Alagis come on the scene since then. And he's an absolute phenomenon. He's going to be playing under 20s rugby for another couple of years unless he gets fast-tracked into the senior team. So it's it's a lesson to be learned. And they're, if they're going to be professional rugby players, they're going to have to handle um, sizable athletes who have huge power and, and big skills as well. Like they're not just about size or, or anything. They are very skillful, very um, like ruthless. You know, they went for it every time, even when the, the, they were hitting towards 50 points, as they've done several times to very good teams across this tournament. They weren't letting up. Even they tried to get the, the conversion out of the way for the 50 points to try and go again. Like they weren't going to let up on Ireland today and that's that's a that's a that's a mark of what they're able to do and it, you know it's it it's that's what elite rugby should be about it's, it's professional sport and it's a big lesson for these Irish players yeah and look let's ha- have leave the, the final word with those Irish players so much to be proud of um, they've had so much to contend with with those tragedies in recent weeks they can hold their heads high uh, going out the way they went out and played against Fiji uh, played and beat uh, the baby box last weekend you know some incredible prospects in there and they really should be very proud of what they have done in South Africa over the last few weeks. Yeah, and throw in the Grand Slam that they won in the spring as well. You know that, that this group have 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 achieved what what not many Irish teams have been able to do over the years, and and they've they they are a group of players. Not all not all of them will go on and play professional rugby. Some will play AIL. Some will go away from the game, but they'll always have I think special memories of, of a month in Cape Town. It hasn't all been very easy. You know, it was, they were touched by tragedy has been well documented, but the strength that they've shown as a group to come through all of that, to come through the death of Greg Oliver, the father of their, uh, of their teammate, Jack during the tournament while here, you know, the, Finton Gunn was making the point to be there that some of the players haven't had their parents out here for the whole time they've been here, which is just, you know, it's a long way to long time to be away and they've rallied around each other and they're they're very tight as a group that you can tell that from from looking at them. They're very well coached. I think that the, the you know an all Irish coaching ticket and they're, and they're all they've done a really good job. Richie Murphy and his team again tonight didn't go their way, but they'll learn from that as well. And at the end of the day, if they were Olympians leaving with a silver medal, they'd be, you know, they'd be, they'd be faded when they came back home. And I don't think anyone's going to look at them. I think they've, they've been a very popular team across the the last month because of what they've been through. I think they'll be welcomed home with open arms and and, and, and faded for what they've achieved. And they'll get a bit of a summer off and then they'll get back in next year. And I suppose the challenge for the RFU, for Irish rugby, is to try and find a way to get them into the professional ranks as quick, quickly as possible because that's not an easy challenge either. Yeah, and well done to them and their silver medals. Uh, so that's where we finish. Roar, I think that's your quote of trips to Cape Town. Done now. Cape Town, done now. Do you think? Yeah, I, <laughs> you, I don't think I'll be, be back in Cape Town this side of Christmas anyway. But you never know. Ireland and South Africa are growing closer together all the time. So yeah, I just busy, never know. A busy time coming up, Rory, for you. Absolutely. Well, lots to look forward to, you know, in the next couple of months, maybe a little gap before the warm, warm-ups are only three weeks away now. So that, you know, we'll get the Johnny Sexton news out of the way and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. We'll safe journey home, Rory. And uh, we will be with you every step of the way for the World Cup, as Rory said, and all the warm-up games, which start in just a few weeks' time. Plenty to look forward to. Bye for now. Thanks, mate. 
This is an Irish independent podcast.